For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith, which comes by hearing, and hearing the word of God, rightly divided here with power, authority, and conviction by Reverend Romeo Siao Mensa of the Macarius Church at Jeringano. This anointed teaching will challenge you, strengthen you, and equip you for a truly victorious life in the Lord. Be transformed as you listen. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we thank you and bless you. Who is like unto you in all the earth? Much less love and beauty ever. Nothing in this world could satisfy. Lord, you are the cup that never ran dry. And so your presence, your presence, your presence is heaven unto us. Lift up your hands and just thank the Lord. Who is like you? Look on the sun. Hallelujah. Much less love and beauty. Endless. You are endless in wealth. Nothing in this world will satisfy. That means that drinking, smoking, and, and you're not satisfied. Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry. Sing it to him again. Look up to your hands and say, Who is like you, Lord, in all the earth? Much less love. Much less love and beauty and this world. Nothing in this world. Nothing in this world will satisfy. That is why we lift up our hands and sing and say, Your presence is heaven to me. Oh! 
we thank you that there is nothing in this world that satisfies than you the cup that never run dry all we need is your presence your presence your very very presence for without you we are nothing but anytime you are with your people wonders and miracles take place. Everything is possible with you. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you love your church and you care for every sheep in your flock. That is why even if that one is lost, you will leave the 99 and come and look for us. Because you love your church. And you don't want anyone to scatter. Your very presence bring the healing, bring the comfort, bring the joy, bring the peace into our spirits. Your word is clear. Stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord. We thank you for ushering us into a new month. Nine months. The ninth month of the year. What a blessing. Today we stand at the beginning of the ninth month. After seeing us through eight months of this year. A year full of fear. Full of issues of life. Many have passed on, but we are alive. We say thank you. Thank you. It has been your very presence that has kept us. For we say, I will set my angels charge over you. Thank you, Lord. We bless you for another opportunity to be in your presence. Let it not just be a ceremony, but let it be an impartation and manifestation and the demonstration of the power of God. Transforming our lives, O oh Lord, from ordinary into exceptional. From nothing to abundance. From need into surpluses. Your very presence is all that we need, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Abide with us even as you take us through the teachings of the word. For I don't want to hear any other voice than your voice. Nor any other topic than you and your very word into our lives. We give you all the glory for we will never leave you the same. For you know what you have in store for us is always good. Thank you for answered prayer. Thank you for being with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. Great, great, great. It's a blessing to always come to church. God, definitely you hear 
a word from the word the bible a good book the book of the lord hallelujah now this month is a ninth month is not true and uh, A ninth month is the month of delivery. Wow. Hallelujah. So whatever that you have conceived from the beginning of the year, it's time for you to give birth to them. You didn't hear me. It's time for you to give birth to them. Every seed that has entered into you from the beginning of the year, you have been impregnated for a long time. Your, year, your month of delivery is this month. I say your month of delivery is this month. The Lord will cause you to give birth to something new out of your life. Many new things are going to come out from you. Hallelujah. Everybody is going to give birth to something new. By the power of the Holy Ghost who has impregnated you for the last one, one, one month. Hallelujah. So your month of delivery is now. Hallelujah. Expect God to cause you to bring forth something new. Something new is going to happen to you. Amen. And so the Lord is going to be with us. I want all of us throughout the month. It's going to be a prayerful month. Okay. It's going to be a very prayerful month. So, because Isaiah said that as soon as Zion traveled, he gave birth. So, there will be a lot of prayers. Everybody must take it personal. Okay? Yeah. Everybody, you must have a personal prayer time and fasting for yourself. We don't need to declare fasting before you do. If you're a Christian, you must know that it should be part of your lifestyle. Hallelujah. Are you there? So, God willing, on Sunday, I'm going to lunch it. So that we all, and we're going to study the book. Everything by prayer and nothing without prayer for the month of September. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's going to be our book for the month. So everybody get a copy. I hope you have the soft copies. We can share them. It's very, very, very important because... Is it Isaiah? Isaiah is not 66. Hey, what is he doing? Trying to open it. It doesn't want to open. Kandara Masaka. Somebody begin to speak in the Holy Ghost. It's a month of delivery. Krusata Tama Tari Masakayana. Run to the Masankayana, Ramana, Manamana, Manamana. 
Rasukitari masandere musika tayana. Rantele musika yana. Maliandara masaka yana. Mandelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelel
Because when we travail, what you have conceived will come out. And all those who have spoken negatively against your life, the Lord shall appear to your joy. They shall be ashamed. But you shall see your birth. You know, if you are pregnant for many times, nobody knows what you are carrying until you bring forth. It is when you bring forth that all your enemies begin to come to your adoring and say, hey, congratulations. This month is going to be a month you are going to deliver. But before we deliver, we are going to travel. Hallelujah. Amen. Would you be part of it? Because I know that the Lord has impregnated that for the last nine months. The teachings and the messages and the prophecies and the anointing and the laying of hands is not for nothing. After fellowshipping with your husband for many months, after nine months, you know, every year when there is a, is a if you go to uh, that place, the Choco area, after Homowo, nine months after, there's a lot of children that are bombarded. <laughs> after any celebration, any festival, after nine months after the festival, you see that many children are born. Yes. <laughs> you are going to give birth to plenty of children. Plenty of good things are going to be born in this month. Hallelujah. Amen. But I'm going to start today with just on this weekend, on maybe midweeks. Why do we need I'm going to say, we are going to study this book. The anointing and the presence. Hallelujah. Because it, anything that God or the Holy Spirit is not part, it doesn't work. Anything you do without the Holy Spirit and without a presence of God, it can't move. It can't work. Read the Bible throughout and you see that there is nothing that anybody was able to do without either the anointing of the Lord upon the person's life or without the presence of God in the person's life. With just these two, you can't do anything. You can't do anything. So, for you to experience anything new and glorious in your life, you need to be sure of these two things. One must always operate, at least one. Either the anointing of the, of course, they, they go together. But the anointing is the present spirit of God on you. So once God's spirit is upon you, it means that his presence is also with you. Because without the presence of God in your life or around you or in your business, your marriage, your ministry, your work, to be a shepherd and to be able to do a basenta and a tornado to work, you must know that it is not physical work. You need the presence of God with you before the thing can work. So, if you don't do things that bring the presence of God in your life, 
It means that you can't do, you cannot go far. In fact, you'll be here. You'll be eaten by your enemies. Hallelujah. Are you here of going home? Take, for instance, David was going to fight Goliath. What could he have done to bring this man? Even Goliath crowned him. So he said, you think I'm a, I am at bed for you to take a, a this thing to come and throw at me? And you can see when he considered what he has put upon his body, he didn't forget about his structure. Every part of him was protected. So even if I said, beat me, you, David, come and beat me, cry for me to die. How much can you beat me until I become weak and I die? It's not possible. Do, do you understand? But David said, I'm coming to kill you. Do, do you think that he was speaking out of his stature or no? He was conscious of who was with him. He was very much confident of who, what, what he was carrying upon his head. So his confidence was not in his stature. But his confidence is who is on my right hand side. Who is my battle weapon? That is why you say I'm going to kill you. So you could see that throughout Jesus Christ, how was he able to minister? He had to go and fast and pray to receive the anointing before he started. So I want all of us to understand that the Holy Ghost wants us to understand that you can there may be many problems in this world. As we as a human being, you go through a lot of difficulties and challenges. And it is not easy to break through, to prosper. You can be well educated, but you, can, you may not prosper. You may be very beautiful, but you may not even get a husband. You can be very rich, but you may not have a wife or a good wife. No, 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 no. Life is not as simple as we see it. That is why you must live. See, that's, that's how we are teaching as a Christian. That you cannot live your life without the presence of God in your life. Or the spirit of God upon your life. That is why you have to do anything possible to draw the presence of God. Because see, if you keep committing sin, you drive yourself away from God. And it become, you, you expose yourself to a, the dangers of the world. Not that we say, don't smoke. Oh. It's like somebody's disturbing that. You like, it's nice to smoke. It's nice to fornicate. It's nice to drink. It's nice to be happy. It's your body. And it's enjoyable. No, and there is no sin which is not enjoyable. Every sin is very enjoyable. But you see, the fact is that when you do and you finish, the very presence of God is supposed to protect you. No? It moves out of you. So it, you, you, you have enjoyed yourself, but you have exposed yourself spiritually to the dangers that are looking to kill you and to destroy your life. Are you here of home? It takes the presence of God. Remember Job. God told Job, Satan, you'd go up and say, why are you saying, I've been moving to and fro. He's looking for people to attack. He said, as you keep doing attacking people, and he was, a lot of people's life was going now. But he realized, he, 
As for Job, Bible said that he was so prosperous. Doing well, his business was doing well, everything was working well. Somewhere, somewhere, God asked him, well, Have you tried Job? He said, that, Look, Job, do you know what the question that Satan told to Jesus? God, he said, that, Does Job serve you for nothing? For nothing. Is it not because your presence is on him? So you see, as he was serving God, he was doing his business. Oh, his children were in school. Everything but you see, beyond the business he was doing, he was ensuring that the presence of God does not leave him. The Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Next, next verse. See, he said, Thou, the next verse. Then, has not thou made an edge about him, about his house, about all that he has on every side? His business, Nakra, his business, Takradi, his business, anyway, his land here, the presence of God. And have you not? That, that has blessed the work of his hands and has, his substance is increased in the land. A businessman, alright, but he didn't joke with God. Though. He made sure. If you read, I think, earlier one, is it? Bible said that you see Job. Every morning you go and pray and to God the Lord, I don't know where the man and sons went to that party. Maybe somebody has sinned against you. And I'm afraid that their sins will drive you from me. So I sacrifice for them. I sacrifice for them. And as it was so, when the days of their fasting, feastings, feastings were gone about, that Job sent and sanctified them. He called for his children and prayed for them, anointed them in his house. After their feast, they were they come from a rich family, they were enjoying all right. But after they have gone to their feasting, he will call them and say, Hey guys, I don't know. Say he will sanctify them. Say, you pray for them and anoint them. If you have children, please, your business, you must anoint your business, you must anoint your children, you must anoint your wife, you must anoint everything that is around your house. Sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. Ten children. He killed goat sheep for every one of them. Everyone. That means that if it's an offering, he gave offering for John, offering for Joanna, offering for every child. You, when you come to church, do you give offering for your children? Every one of them he gave sacrifice. He gave sacrifice. You guys, what is that? Huh? Every year. Because he said that. Per chance. Per chance. One of you have committed sin. And the presence of God will leave us. And we'll be in danger. You see, as he was doing that, even that story has not come out. But you see, he was conscious of the presence of God in his life. 
he didn't he was making sure that there was no way that the presence of God should leave his house because even as, as the whole story has been unfolded in heaven he was on earth it's the only one we are reading that we know we know what went on on here in heaven but he was not there but he was conscious as he was living on earth that if he doesn't keep the presence of God in his house his business his children it could be that Satan will kill him and truly as he was thinking that what it was happening in heaven, that Satan and God was negotiating that is true. The reason why I'm not going to attack him is that you have made a hedge around him. So you see, if, if Job had taken him for granted that oh, I'm a rich man, I have my money, my, my children are doing well, and so that is it. You'll be sleeping and Satan will be destroying your things one by one. So he was conscious and he secured and committed prayer so that as he sanctified and rose up early in the morning and offered Benzakrim according to the number of all of them. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned. They have done what? Sin. Because immediately you see that sin is sweet too. As for sin, it's very, very sweet when you are sinning. But what you don't know is that immediately you sin, you break the hedge of divine protection around your life. That is the why we say don't commit sin. Not that we don't want you to enjoy you. It's your own vagina. You can eat it. It's so you can use it. You can choose to use it and be happy. And it is nice. I'm telling you, it is very, very nice. It is nice. But you see, after you are finished eating, whether you are still having the presence of God around you is what is the matter. That's what saying there. It's nice. Nobody would, nobody saw that you have sinned. But the one Bible said, you must remember that we are not fighting against flesh and blood. Though. And he said, your enemies, they are like a rowing lion, seeking whom they want to attack. So when Satan come around and said that there is no presence of God around you, you become a meat for the attack. So it may be that my sons have sinned. So when we say stop sinning, not because we want to disturb you, but it's Satan is finding a way to attack. Because we know that any time God withdraws, darkness come around your life. And he come and because Satan operates in darkness. That is why Psalm 27 said, the Lord is my light and my service. As long as there's light of the presence of God around you, your life is safe. Because Satan can only attack you in darkness. When you sin, light moves out of your life and darkness come around. And Satan have the opportunity now to destroy your life. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Because Satan said, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. And whom shall I be afraid? He said, when my enemies came to eat me up. Eh? When the wicked man came, my enemies and my foe came upon me to eat up my flesh. 
they stumbled and they fell because see, the presence of God will cause them to stumble. They cannot come near you. I said they cannot come near you. There is a presence of the fire of God around you. So as they are coming, they stumble because something prevented them not to attack you. Because the presence of holiness is around your life. That's what David said. I'm not afraid. As long as I have never sinned, I have not sinned against God. I'm not saying I don't, I'm not afraid because there's a light of his presence around me. I pray that you experience the presence of God in your life. Hallelujah. They stumble and they fell. May any enemy that comes against you stumble and fell. But you see, it's not just a minimum. It is your determination not to commit sin. It may be that my children have sinned. And so he has to immediately sacrifice for the, the hole that has been created in the hedge to be sealed before Satan finds something small and enter the house. You know, sometimes you open your window small and you didn't put the, the net. Before you know, some mosquitoes have entered the house. And then you say, ah, how did I get my And then you see that ah, you are asleep. And you say, that's then you go and say, oh, look, sir, ah, that, that thing has opened small. That's why the mosquitoes are coming. Small sin. Small sin. So we beg you, if you want to do well in life, because as for life there, Satan is looking to destroy you. Oh, he's looking for anybody who that he, when you see the presence of God has moved, is that is why when David sinned against Bathsheba, okay, in Psalm 51, he said, take not your Holy Spirit from me. Because when I, you move this thing away from me, I am finished. I know I've sinned. But please, restore unto me quickly the joy of my, my salvation and renew a right spirit in me. Because if, if, you, if, you, if you take away the Holy Ghost and your presence from me, me, David, I've been through a lot of battles. And there's been the grace of God to come this far. When your presence leave me, I know that's the end of my, minute, my, my kingdom. Please, I want you to have this consciousness in your life. Throughout your life. That's what I'm saying. As for sin, it is very sweet. But the question is, does it bring the presence or does it draw away the presence of God? But I pray tonight that the Holy Ghost will help you to be desirous of the presence of God. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Why do you need the presence? In Exodus chapter 33, Exodus 33. Would you be interested to read a book? <clears throat> Exodus 33. Are you there? Exodus 33. And the Lord said unto Moses, Depart and go up thence, 
Go away. Up. God always wants to promote you up. I say God always wants to promote you up. Anytime God comes to your life, he's coming to promote you up. He said, go up. And thou and thy people which thou hast brought up out of the land of Egypt, unto the land which I swear unto Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, saying, unto thy seed would I give. There is a great inheritance waiting for you. As a child of God. He said, go up and take over the land. The next verse. Huh? And I will send an angel before thee. And I will drive out the Canaanites, the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Serving strong nations that were against you from possessing your possession. The presence of God is going ahead of you to drive them out. To possess our possession. Hallelujah. Anytime God is come with us, he's going taking us into possess our possessions. And everybody has an inheritance in God. I say you have an inheritance with God. Once you come to God, there's an inheritance waiting for you. He said, I have bought a land for you. I promise your fathers, not you. I'm only fulfilling in your time, but I've made a, 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 a I've sworn to them, your great great fathers, I'll bless you. Some of us, we are, we are going to be blessed, not because of you, but because of your mother or your grandmother or your great-grandmother serving of God in his days. Hallelujah. That is why I say in every family, somebody must break the barrier, break the, the old order and start serving God. You know, one of the things I've come to realize, my grandmother is the one, I believe, who broke the chain of poverty in my family. And it was through her that my uncle was blessed. Become, and through him, I've also got the blessings. I learned it, I sense it, because she was, he said, he told me that when she was, a, she was, a, she was the one who was the, 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 the fetish priest, the one who, who shake the thing and sing the song to charge the fetish priest. But when she, she, she so people witnessed to her, she gave her life to Christ. She became a Presbyterian elder. Those days, Presbyterians. Very disciplined. People said that he can't serve God. Knowing the zeal at which he served fetish, he said, I determined to serve God. And I served God to the end. My grandmother served God to the end. When I went to stay with her at the age of 12 years, he forced me to join the choir. Short but Presbyterian choir. Long robe. Hey! When I put on me, I was like that inside it. But he said, yes, be there. See, it is her conviction. Her conversion at that time. And I remember every day I go to farm with her. He, he, he get them in her prayers. To pray for her children, her grandchildren, her even daughters, sons-in-laws, daughters-in-law. Everything he prays for everybody. It's like he has a very theoretical way of prayer. I remember, I forgot, I used to remember every line. Because every time you start to pray for this, pray for this, pray for this, pray for this, pray for this. That. And so, through her, my uncle who has stayed with her, she had been to, when he was, he was almost 13 years, 14 years before he started class one. Yes. 
They said they won't accept it. But because of my grandmother's commitment to serve God, there were some missionaries who had come there. He was close with the missionaries. And he was feeding them. So the people said, because of you, we will accept your son to go to school. So within, within six years, that is his classmate, he, had, he, he joined, he, he, when he came first year, first term, by second term, he has gone to class two. Third term, he has gone to class three. Yes. Because he was very intelligent and he was grown. So when he did exams, he passed, and I said, go to the next phrase. So they just jumped him like that. Yes. So within six years, he had joined his classmate in the, in the form. And on that, that, in the year when they were writing those days, BECE time, there was a similar one. Out of the whole district, there were three people. He was, there were only three people who passed. And through that, he went to America to do her master's and everything. He became very prosperous. See, I'm telling that sometimes certain blessings come not because of even you. But it's come because of a covenant God had with somebody who started serving God in your family. And that is why when God said, I'm taking you to a promised belief because a pledge was made before you were born. Yours is to believe God and start following God and do the will of God so that God can take you there. I see you getting to a well because many blessings that God gives to his, the people he's, they, who serve him, sometimes it is not in their lifetime. Or even if their lifetime, blessings are eternal says that for a thousand generations. That's, a, that's, that's why you must work to get blessed. Because when you are blessed, you, it's not, the blessing is not for you and your generation. It's for you, your children, your children, children, your children, 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 children. That's how God works. So anything you have to do to bring the blessings of God, you have to do it. Maybe some of you are the first pioneer to prosperity. And you have to hold on to God to the end. So that even if you don't get the maximum benefit of your salvation, your children will come and benefit from that. Are you here? So God told Moses, I will send an angel before thee. I see angels going from for, ahead of you from today. From today, maybe experience angelic directions. I say angelic directions. I will drive out the Canaanite and the heretite and all the Jaritite. I will drive them. Anywhere that your destiny is linked for prosperity, may God drive the people out of that place. Hallelujah. As a church, we have our land. To build our church. Anybody sitting on that and may angel go and sack the person for us. So that we go and take over our land. That is why this month is going to be a month of prayer. So that anything God has determined that we should possess. We have to battle with any enemy sitting there. For them to move out of that place. So that we can possess our possessions. Let the same of you have to start praying. Because somebody is holding your husband's churches. He is not released until you pray and the relationship will break. It's set him free. The next time I see that the man is proposing to you. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Angels. Angels are going to be involved in our works. Our lives. We are going to see angelic blessings. I will drive them out. The next one, verse 3. We talking, remember, we are talking about the presence of God. Though. I haven't forgotten my message. Unto a land. Ah, I love it. Unto where? Unto where? Unto where? You are entering into a place of abundance of blessing. Unto a land flowing with milk and honey. Hey! Milk and honey land. Obitiso. Obitiso. Adia ya udiano. 
Obeti so bad this time I can. And this is your vampire born Komoa. I'm a young presence and go with us. I'm an angel and Lydia. I dare say with the other. What could be a young man? I prepare someone for my obedience. I know by this time. Hey! Milk and honey. A land of milk and honey. But somebody is sitting on it. Yes. Hey, God, whether you like it or not, your husband is alive. And I'm a boy. He is very much alive as we are speaking. But he's somewhere. So as we are speaking, you, may, you don't know whether some milk is coming out of something or some honey is flowing somewhere. But I see the Lord sending an angel to break the relationship so that that man come quickly. Because you see, he's carrying milk and honey, but some foolish people are eating it. Hallelujah. Those of you my guys who are not married, your wife is carrying on you. If you don't pray, somebody will be eating the milk and the honey right now. That is why you are going to pray and involve angels and the presence of God to drive that person out of your heart. Wife. A wife that you are going to be your wife who as you are here in church. It's a land already there. It's not going to be created today. It's already there. It's just that wrong people are living on that land. A Jebusite is Jebusite in the thing there. A parasite is parasiting something that belongs to you. But the power of God, the angel of God, the presence of God will go ahead of us to drive them out so that we possess what God has given to us. Hallelujah. Don't joke with what I'm preaching about. Don't joke with it. That's the one we say we are praying. That's why I say I'm, this month it declared a month of traveling. We are going to travel to give birth to anything that belongs to it. We must have it. We must give birth to it. Kukanu, your wife is around. Oh, she's already born. She's already walking. As we are talking, whether she's bathing or whether she's in somebody's room, we don't know. But it's your wife. It's your life. It's a land where a Jebusite is sitting on it. <laughs> yeah. He's Jebusiting the thing and parasiting the thing. Unto a land flow with milk and none. For I will not go. Listen, 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 listen. I'm praying. Preaching. God said, it's a land. He said, but I will not go in the midst of thee. For thou art a stiff-necked people. Lest I consume thee in the way. Your land is there. But your foolishness and stubbornness and your sin. Say, God said, because of your sin. You go and do it yourself. You go and take it yourself. You go and take it yourself. I'll give you, I promise you I'm going to give it to you. But you, because of your stubbornness, I'm not going with you. So now, you, I've shown you that it belongs to you. Just go and take it. Just go and get your job. You say you are finished university. Okay, get your job. Write your application too. As for me, I say, I'll give you a job. The job is there. Go. I say, I won't follow you. I won't follow you. Because you are stubborn people. 
Because when I go with you and you keep sinning, I may be forced to even kill you. I'll consume thee on the way. Verse 9 says, four. Four. And when the people heard these evil tidings, they mourned, and no man did put on him his ornaments. You see, when they realized that there's a blessing prepared, but God said, I won't go with you. They said, God. They started, so they started praying and crying. They cried to God. They said, no. They stopped wearing. They said, no. They, God. They mourned. And no man did put on his ornaments. His dresses. The next verse. Verse 5. For the Lord has said unto Moses, Say unto the children of Israel, You are stiff naked people. I will come up into the midst of thee in a moment and consume thee. Therefore, now put off thy ornament from thee, that I may know what to do unto them. The next verse, verse 6. 6. And the children of the Lord stripped themselves of their ornament by the Mount Horeb. Okay? Uh huh. And Moses took the tabernacle and pitched it without the camp. That's outside the camp. Far off from the camp. And called it tabernacle of con- con- congregation. And it came to pass that every one of them sought the Lord. Everyone which sought the Lord went out into the tabernacle of congregation. Which was outside the camp. When you say without, it means outside the camp. Everybody went to church. Say God, uh-huh. the next verse. And it came to pass, when Moses went out into the tabernacle, that all the people rose up and stood every man at his tent door and looked after Moses until he was gone into the tabernacle. Okay? So, the next verse, verse 9. And it came to pass that as Moses entered the tabernacle, the cloudy pillar descended. You see, Moses was carrying the presence of God. God was lifted. So when did Moses enter the place? The Bible said, the clouds the cloudy pit descended and he stood at the door of the tabernacle and the Lord talked with Moses. That's why you have to get the good pastor who will lead you to do the right thing. See, he goes and that's people, they are stiff naked. I won't even talk to them. But when God saw Moses, he came there. I said, Moses, yes, let's talk. Now let's look at what happened. And all the people saw the cloudy pillar stand at the tabernacle door. And the people rose up and worshipped, and every man in his tent door. So then they saw God talking to Moses. Then they realized that if Moses does something to make a difference in their lives, may God give you a good pastor whose presence will bring such a divine presence in your life. Hallelujah. The next verse. Okay. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face, as a man speaketh unto his friend. It's only the blessed to have a pastor who can go speak face to face. That is why you cannot joke with somebody. Our, pastor, our father, Bishop Doug, God speak to him like that. Someone we are having flow prayer. You must be happy that God is using him to. So that if you have seen Quran, at least with God, you talking to him, he will say something that will help you. Okay? Wait, face as a man speaking. And he turned again onto the camp. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed. Not out of the tabernacle. Okay? Quickly, we are closing to after 14, then I'm done. We close. And Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou sayest unto me, Bring up these people. And thou hast not let me know 
whom thou wilt send with me. Are you listening to Moses and God is now talking. Hallelujah. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name and thou hast also found grace in my sight. Moses was praying to God, talking to God, 13. Quickly. Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now the way eh? that I may know thee that I may find grace in thy sight and consider that this nation is thy people. Wow. Moses knows how to pray. Isn't that true? You see, when you are praying, you must know what to say to God. You must always be specific what you are telling God. God, God is not intimidated or worried about your frankness. Moses, you say I should come and lead these people. You, you call me to lead these people. And look at those people and you say, now nah, you won't go with us. And the people are still naked people. What do I do? Now watch. Verse 14. And he said, God said, my presence shall go with thee. Oh, this man made the presence of God. And I will give thee rest. That means that all your troubles that you have been worrying about is over. The presence of God be with you. The presence of God be with you. That's why we have to crave for the presence. The next verse, watch 15. And Moses said unto, and he said unto him, If thy presence go not with me, eh, me too, I'm not going. What me? I should carry these people without your presence. If your presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. Negotiation. Verse 16 is a powerful scripture. Never forget it. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not that thou goeth with us? So shall we be what? Separated. Okay? And I and thy people from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. The presence of God separates you from that means anything that happens to people in the world, you will be exempted. I see you'll be exempted. That is why it is very significant that always pray for the presence of God. And when the presence of God, you cannot join the crowd of people and what they do. Because you are different from the crowd. How then can we know the difference? The separate between us and the world because it is your presence that will mark us that we are unique. And therefore, whatever happens to the world cannot happen to us. If enemies can attack people and destroy them, for us, because your presence is with us, we know that we can never be defeated. See, that is what a Christian life is like. So, the success of all the things that Moses did was this prayer he prayed to God. That unless your presence go with us, it is the, that's the only thing that separates us from the people of the earth. I pray that from today, may the presence mark you and separate you from the crowd of people. That's why I say, don't follow the crowd. If you're a Christian, you can't follow the crowd. Don't say that, but everybody's doing this. This is the way people go about doing their things. That means that you have joined the crowd of people and God's presence, God will always make sure that his people are different from the rest. He told the people of Israel that I will separate you. I've chosen you among all the people of the earth. I've chosen you as a nation for myself. 
That's why everything in Israel, everything Jews is different. We can all be human beings, have this nose, mouth, everything, but they are always different. And they are very conscious of that identity. That is why everywhere they live, even if you go to any part, Europe, America, Russia, anywhere you go and Jews are living, they live in a different community. They have their own community. They don't mingle with the rest of the people. They never mingle. They are very conscious of the presence of God with them. And they believe that anything they do, because God has promised their fathers that he has blessed them, they get blessed. I pray for you that from today, you'll be desirous. You'll be doing things that will bring the presence of God into your life. Never move, never take any decision without asking God, Lord, are you going with me or I'm going alone? If your presence does not go with me, I'm not moving anywhere. Yes, he's a nice guy. I, I like him, but is he a good person that you can, your presence will be with me in this marriage? If and marry him would withdraw your presence from me, Lord, let this marriage break. I'm not interested in it. But I don't want to enter into a relationship where your presence does not go with me. But today, may the Lord help you. May you become someone who desires. See, Moses was very desirous. He said, look, if your presence does not go with me, I'm not going anywhere. And his success in ministry was because of this consciousness that once God is with me, Anything I do will succeed. From today, may everything you do succeed. Because his presence, his presence, his presence will be with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Stand to your feet. Let's close. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Pray to the Lord. Say, Lord. That is why always, how do you, how do you acti activate the presence of God? By reading our Bible, meditating on scriptures singing. One of the things that brings the presence of God is singing. If you want to God to be around, the Bible says God inhabits in the praise of his people. When you start praising God, when you start singing, you don't need to come to church before you sing these kind of songs. In your room, you can just be there praising God. Because when you start singing and praising God, his presence will always come there. Bible says in 2 Chronicles chapter 5, as, Bible says, as they were dedicating the temple and they started praying songs and music and praising God, suddenly there was so much crowd in the room that the, even the ministers could not minister. It, they drew the presence of God. That is why David could always attract the presence of God because he was a musician, always singing and praising God in the wilderness, in everywhere he found himself, singing Singing and praising, singing and praising, singing and praising, singing and praising. It draws the presence of God in your life. Don't sit in your room crying and be by a disappointment of a, a, a boy or a girl. But rather, draw the presence of God through singing, through meditation of his word, through reading the Psalms. Read the Psalms and see how David meditated and worked on the things. He believed the things, the testimony, thy testimonies are my meditation. When I see your mighty works, how great you are. When I see the trees, when I see the stars, when I see the moon, when I see your wonders, it marvels me, Lord. And I want to love you and I want to serve you as he's singing these songs. The presence of God always come around. And anything he did, he triumphed. 
you are going to triumph from today. Activate the presence of God. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Praying, praying. Find time of prayer. Prayer is one that draws to the presence of God. Anytime you come to God to pray, anytime you commit yourself to prayer, you are temperate. You are in the presence of God. God's presence come there to you. Lift up your voice. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We love you. Oh, for you have shown us uh, that there is nothing we can do without your presence. Your very presence. Your very presence. Conscious. Consciousness of your presence. Oh, Lord. Like Job. Deliver her from sin. Deliver her from sin. Deliver her from sin. Let your righteousness come. Your garment of righteousness always be with us. So that your presence, your presence, your presence, your very presence will always be with us. Moses said, how can we move out? How can there be a separate between us and the rest of the people on the earth? Is it not your very presence? Is it not your very presence? What separates us, O Lord, from the crowd is your presence as a church. We count on your presence, on your presence, on your presence in everywhere we are, in everything we do. We don't just preach, we seek for your presence, for your will, for your kingdom. Oh Lord, for your will, let your presence always be with us. Oh yes, Lord, your presence, your presence. Who is like you, Lord, in all the earth, much less wealth and beauty ever so? Yes, Lord. Thank you. And who is like you all in all the earth? Now you are singing that song of understanding. Much less love and beauty, endless wealth. You are endless in wealth. That's nothing in this world could say. See, that, that is what we are telling. See, when you know the presence of God, nothing in this world satisfies you. He says, You are the cup that will. That means that you are always full. You cannot finish drinking you. Say, Who is like you? Know, you know the All of us, your boyfriend cannot mark God. Your business, your work. Nothing in this world. Nothing in this world will satisfy. Oh, Jesus, you're the cup that will run dry. That is why you want to sing the song and say, Your presence is heaven to me. Sing it from your heart and say, Your presence is like heaven to me. Your, oh, your presence oh, is heaven to me. Oh, your presence, your presence, your presence is We need your presence. Oh, we need your presence. Your presence is heaven. 
friends everybody and say lord your presence your presence your presence you see the song is saying who is like you in all the earth you are matchless in wealth beauty endless wealth that means that your value cannot be much of anything the value of god if you know the value of god his much, the love he has for you is more than anybody can love you. Much less love and beauty and less of wealth. Nothing in this world will satisfy. You see, many of us, we think that when we smoke, that's where we get satisfaction. You haven't experienced the presence of God. <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't know the value of God. The one who owns heaven and earth. Are you not blessed to be close to him? That is why it's, it's, see when you understand the presence of God when you are praying you don't even check your time you don't check your time because it's like it, it's like a heaven to you. You, you, what you what you are enjoying and what you are experiencing in your prayer life time with the God nobody you won't bother to check your time what is the hour how many minutes have I prayed you don't know the value of his presence his presence Sometimes when I have a quiet time, it's like that, and I have to check matters. Hey, I'm getting late because like, like the flow is so much that I, I wish I don't, I don't even go to work. The presence, his presence, his presence. You have never enjoyed his presence before. Eh? From today, may you begin to enjoy his presence. May God draw you when you get to a certain level of spirituality. I tell you. You don't want to come down. You see, that is why when Peter, Jesus about the, and Jesus got to Peter to the mountains. When they experienced the presence of God, Peter said that we are not going. We are staying here. You see, suddenly realize that hey, is it what you have been enjoying that we are not knowing? See, so Peter he says, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. He knew what he was drawing. Oh, I pray that today the Lord will touch your hearts to desire his presence. He said, it's like heaven to me. Your presence is like heaven. Heaven on earth. You are going to experience heaven on earth. As you go before the Lord in your room. You wake up early morning in your room. Nobody is there. But it's as you are praying. That, and you begin to experience his presence. I tell you. It's like heaven. Nothing in this can satisfy you. 
nothing satisfied than the presence of God. He said, your cup is a cup that never ran dry. That means that you cannot finish drinking the goodness and the love of God for your life. You can't finish drinking it. You, can, you cannot finish drinking the whole of your life. It's a cup that never runs dry. Every time you go into his presence, you have a feeling, a feeling, a feeling. You keep feeling yourself for until you yourself say that it's enough. Nothing in this world compares to that. Oh, nothing in this world could satisfy Jesus. Jesus, you are the cup that won't run so your presence is heaven to me oh to me your presence is heaven to me Lift up your hands. Father, we pray tonight. Give us a taste. A taste. A taste of your presence. For all those who have tasted your presence, don't want to go home. They don't want to leave you. Peter said, Lord Jesus, it is good that we are here. Is that what you have been enjoying that we have never known? I said, can we make a book three? One for you, one for Moses, and one for Isaiah. See, he felt such great joy. Bible said there was a change, a transformation, a, a transfiguration. His garment were as white as his face was shining like the sun. The presence of God it changes your face. When Moses came from the presence of God after 40 days of water, I was like, the people could not behold his face. How is it that people have lived in these realms? Ordinary people like you and I, Emmanuel, they live in this realm that the face could change. Couldn't you desire such a glory in your life? A glory in your life. That you be in the presence of God. You'll be praying in your room. By the time you come out, People said, hey, what is in your face? It's a glory. Something that you cannot match with anything. I pray. Lift up your hands and pray. Put your hand in your heart. I'm going to pray for you. Father, look at every heart. Whatever is preventing us from experiencing this presence. Lord, every sin that we have sinned against you, which is why you have not been, you, we, we have not, you said you won't go with us. That's why we haven't seen such a presence. Forgive us. Forgive us our sins, Lord. Forgive us. And please restore us. Restore us unto you, Lord. We want to have this fellowship. We want to have this closeness. We want to have this joy of being in your presence. When we take our Bible to read, may we experience your presence. When we start worshiping in our rooms, may we experience your presence. When we start praying in our Lord, may we experience your presence. When we come to church, may we experience your presence. Even when we are in the house working, in the office working. Oh Lord, as we are listening to messages, may we experience your presence. Let the act 
atmosphere change because of your presence. Let your glory come upon this church, upon this church, your presence, your leading, your directions. Oh Lord, we cannot move without you. Open the way for us. Your presence go with us. Receive the spirit of the God in your life. Tonight you receive an impartation that will translate you from every darkness into his marvelous lights. When you begin to experience his very presence in your life. Oh, may the Lord open your mouth to taste of the sweetness of his presence. So that nothing in this world can satisfy you. Nothing in this world. You will delight more to come and drink of his cup. Drink from him. Drink from Jesus. He has so much to give to you to drink. You can never finish drinking it. It's a cup that never ran dry. May you experience this taste of his presence. Father, thank you for such a great outpouring of your spirit upon us. Oh, from tonight, may we delight to be in your presence. And Lord, if there's any sin that prevents us, easily prevented from your presence, deliver us from it. Save us, Lord. Help us to overcome this sin that easily beset us. That make us stiff-necked. He said, you are stiff-necked means that you keep doing the same sin that we say, stop, stop, you won't stop. You say, I will stop. And then you go and do it again. He said, I will stop and do it again. That was called a stiff-necked. You are stiff naked. That's why my presence cannot go with you. You say you have stopped. I'm forgiving you. Then you go and do it again. And they say, you come to church. You pray, I forgive you. And then you go and do it again. That is what the, the word, you, they are, you are stiff naked. That's what say. You, you don't want to change. And that is why my presence cannot go with you. Because you have become stiff naked. You keep doing the same mistakes that we say stop. We cancel you, won't stop. We cancel you, we teach you. You come to church, you hear the word, it hits your heart, and you don't want to change. God said that because of your stiff nakedness, I can't go with you. I can't go with you. My Father, have mercy upon us. Remember that we are but dust. But if you are counting our iniquities, oh Lord, who can stand? Have mercy upon us and give us your strength. Let your spirit revive us to sin that easily beset us. So the Lord, we can avoid these sins and experience more of your coverings, more of your presence. Bless everyone who came to hear this word. Let them begin to taste and experience the sweetness of your presence. And never again will they delight in any other thing than your presence. And may your presence go with them in everywhere they find themselves. To triumph and to succeed. For when you lead them, you break the door. You open the way. And take your people to possess their possession. Seven nations that rise up against them towards their possession. As you lead them with your presence, you drive all of them out. So that your children can enter into their possessions. This month, as we open our spell for your spirit to lead us in prayer. May we become men and women of prayer. Oh Lord, because we need your presence to give birth to every 
thing that you have planned for us to give birth to this man. We give you the glory. We give you the praise. Holy Spirit, we love you. For any time we come here, you are the one who speaks. And you bring the unctions and the presence of God in our lives. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Take a very good offering. Let's bless the Lord. Take it. Perchance, I have seen offering. Perchance. Perchance. God said, my presence was going to come back. Perchance you sin. Bring an offering, say, Lord. Maybe I've seen, I didn't even know. I'm giving this offering to secure my life. Lift it up. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you. Perchance. It's a perchance offering. Perchance our mouth has spoken something that we shouldn't have spoken. Perchance our feet has gone to a place that we shouldn't have gone. Perchance we have even taught in our mind certain evil plan and certain sin that we are going to commit. Even the thought of it. Perchance we have done something bad against you that we are no no. We are taking this offering like Job. Say, Lord, forgive us our sins and cover us with your presence. For without your presence, Satan is looking for us to kill us. And we know with your presence, darkness cannot stand. Keep your people and preserve them and help them to advance with your presence around them. In Jesus' name. Please receive their offerings and touch their hearts. Transform them, Lord. And keep covering them with your presence. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, bring your offering. This line. Keep coming. God bless you. May the Lord forgive every sin. Every sin. And restore you. Restore you. Let there be a restoration. Let there be a sealing. The Lord seal every hole. That your sin open for Satan to come. We cast demon out of your life and your business. Your children, everywhere you are, come. Perchance, Job said, it may be that my children have sinned. It may be. It may be, oh. Not that you have done, you know it, but it may be. But tonight, ask that you are giving an offering, a sacrifice. The Lord say, I'm covering your sin. My blood is covering the sin. My blood will cover that sin for you because you have sacrificed. You have caused blood to be shed. A sacrifice is a shedding of blood. Therefore, I'll use the blood to clean your sin. Father, thank you for cleansing your people from sin. So that, Lord, you restore them. Restore them, Lord, into the dignity of their positions in you. We give you all the glory and praise, Lord. Thank you. Let your people go with your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. I believe you were blessed by the message. Do visit us this and every Sunday at AJ Hotel and Suits at Jeringami at 8.30 a.m. and on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. God bless you.